Hi again, welcome to Brass Tacks, our video series about taking your biggest ideas and putting them into action. I'm Nicola Chin, founder of Up With Community, a practice for helping teams of people connect into their power. And with me today is Veronica Perez, a local artist. And we're here to talk about the tough question, what is the role of beauty and joy and art in dark times? Veronica, before we dive into that question, can you tell us a little bit more about what you're up to in the world? Sure. Um, I am. I just moved to Portland, Maine about four years ago. Yes. I work at uh, Bomb Diggity Arts, which is a center for adults with intellectual disabilities. Um, and we teach them art, social skills, uh, making movies, media, stuff like that. Um, and then I also am an artist and have been working as an artist for about 10 years. Great. Tell us a little bit about your art. Um, most recently, I just got done with the Ellis Beauregard Foundation, um, where I had a residency there for six months, and I worked exclusively with hair mm. and diving into all of the different aspects of what hair is, how it holds our identity, and how that can be used to talk about women and um, situ like contemporary feminist situations, specifically from like a Latinx point of view. Mm, that feels so appropriate for this week. Yeah, I know. And for today. Yeah. So I'm excited to dive in. So yes, Veronica, you were like really top of my list to want to reach out to. Because, awesome. you yeah. know, last week, last month, we talked um, with Daniel Conway um, and talked about, you know, how do you lead teams through tough times? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I had found over this last summer is I was feeling huge amounts of guilt. Mm. With everything that's going on in the world, with everything that is crashing down on mm. so many of our communities, mm -hmm. right? Um, how can I experience joy? How can I dare to want to take in art? <laughs> you know? yeah. um, don't I need to kind of be in it all the time, 100%? Mm -hmm. And then I also really found if I did that, there was nothing of me left. So what do you think about? What is the role of beauty, art? During dark times, I think it's utterly important to for artists, um, you know, to not use these dark times as a way to talk about how like dark they are, like not talk about how we're in this pit of despair and we're just rolling around in it, but to to use that kind of anger and fury to kind of dig us out of this hole that we're in, mm -hmm. because we can get so lost, like we can get so lost in this anger and this fear that it kind of stops us from doing what we're doing. But the, I know we're supposed to be talking about beauty and joy, but I'll we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, this anger and this fear and this, I, I, it's just, I've been working a lot with anger over these past couple of months because I think a lot of people, especially women are like really angry right now at what's going on in the world. And, using that as like a catalyst for my art but using it in a way where i take like the beauty of hair and the the, the softness and kind of lull people into a false sense of security and like show them like actually how angry women are and you know it's kind of like you know if you you know if i come at someone as a woman unfortunately um, and i'm very angry with them i get nothing but if i come at them with softness and then i kind of lead up to that then they're like 
they start to listen. Mm -hmm. It was like the testimony that Dr. Ford gave yesterday. She was mm -hmm. poised. She was heroic. She just, she was just so beautiful up there on the stand, just talking about um, what this person did to her. But she, she just did it with this like purity and grace about herself that I felt that probably did stem from a lot of anger, but at the same time, she used it to like harness it and then like speak about um, speak about this incident with this person. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. So art, art as a place of encountering our emotions? Yeah, definitely. Rather than suppressing them? Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I thought for a long time, especially after the 2016 election, um, that art that had beauty and joy didn't really have a place in the world. I got really, I got really cynical and really angry about artists that made art purely about beauty and joy. Cause I'm like, there's so much stuff going on in this world right now that I can't see that light at the end of the tunnel. I can't see that. I can't look at that beautiful painting and, and think about anything happy because everything seems so dark right now. But, you know, in this time of like, mass shootings and you know black people being shot and just this administration like totally taking over it's i i've grown a little bit softer and and started to see these images and the artwork that focuses on beauty and joy as like a light at the end of the tunnel it's like okay this is what we're working for like we're working to get to this place of where we can reside in this happy and joyful place and you know like i said earlier if we're stuck in these like really dark times, I think that's kind of digging a hole deeper and deeper and deeper to something that you can't get out of. Um, so I'm saying there's like, so I'm saying that there is a time and a place for that anger and that fear, but it needs to be used as like a catalyst to like propel you mm -hmm. forward to like get you to where you need to be, mm -hmm. to find that beauty and joy in the world, whether it be art or music or looking at your kids or, you know, taking in like a beautiful sunset or something like that. So, yeah. 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 And we're both moms. Yeah. Yes, Sylvie. You know, yeah. <laughs> and that was one of the things that really changed the, my relationship to this question mm. because I said, this is my kid's only childhood. Yeah. And if their mom is kind of like off, depressed and angry 24 seven, that can't work, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I, and it yeah. really changes the math. And it really calls gender into this question that yeah, we're talking about. Yeah. For sure. And, like, I I remember finding out I was pregnant. And I, you know, I'm 35 years old. But I perpetu perpetually live as, like, this very weird, reclusive, like, college student that's, like, <laughs> just, like, really cool and, like, really depressed because it's, like, cool. But... I mean, depression's not cool, but you know what I mean. You, you kind of yeah. I'm not that. talking about the physical, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. kind of like you know, uh, very moody and 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 brooding and stuff like that. Um, but once I found out that I was pregnant, I was like, wow, there's not really a time for me to kind of like like you said, have all those negative feelings and then pass them on to like my daughter and like have her see oh, well, my mom's being cynical about this. Then I should be cynical and angry about this. And it's like, well. You can be cynical and angry, but like I said earlier, you need to find your way right. outside of that. And you need to look at like the brighter side of life just so you can, just so you can get through day to day. And, you know, you don't, 
you don't end up sad all the time because it is it is sometimes debilitating thinking about all the stuff that people have been through, especially when um, Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. That was like supremely devastating, and you know people lying about how many people actually died, and you know having family that has come from there. It was like harrowing to see that nobody was actually like taking care of them. So I was angry about that for a long time, but then afterwards, you know, you kind of find this place of like power in anger. So I think that if I can show my daughter that there's power in anger, um, I think that'll be a good thing than just being like stagnant and angry. So, yeah. Cause it's not about not wanting to feel our feelings, yeah. but to feel all of the feelings, not just the anger, not exactly. just the sadness. Exactly. I think that was, for me, I felt guilty about feeling anything other than angry or sad. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of your work, uh, you know, comes from or is in communication with the Latinx experience mm-hmm. here. And, you know, this summer has just been devastating mm-hmm. for a lot of our communities from Puerto Rico to the detentions, child separations from their families. Yeah. Um, how has some of that been impacting your work or how you're thinking about your work moving forward? Um, I think it's impacted my work in a number of ways. I think that I've taken all of that anger specifically from the children and families in detention centers. And I started to make work with like um, fences and hair Mm -hmm. and like really like, you know, shoving the hair inside of the fences to show that caught and trapped feeling Mm -hmm. because I didn't know you know, what else to do with that anger inside of me. You know, I I went to protests. I, you know, emailed senators and, you know, but even doing all of that, you still feel you're like, what else can I do? Like, I I don't know what else to do besides like going down there and standing in front of ice and being like, which would be a great pot, would be great, but it's not like a possibility to like actually do that, unfortunately. Um, So I use that extra anger after all of that to create these pieces of artwork that have to deal with like um, tearing families apart and you know it features a lot of torn hair and um, these metal fences that have hair shoved inside of them so you know as like you were saying earlier not to switch the topic but you were saying earlier like you were feeling guilty like you you felt guilty because I, I guess you didn't know was it like the displaced anger that made you feel guilty or well, was like it more like, am I allowed to be happy in this moment? Yeah. Yeah. When so many people are suffering. Yeah. And that's like, I felt, I felt guilty for feeling guilty because I do have a privileged life. I was able to get my master's degree. I do live in the United States where, you know, I am a, a citizen of the United States. So I wanted my anger to be like conducive to helping the people. I didn't want it to be like, this brooding kind of like self-inflicted anger that was just making me, you know, sad, but I wanted it to actually be anger where I could like make change. And the biggest way that I found to make change is to make my art because then people ask what it's about and they're like, Oh, I didn't know it was about that. And then you get into a conversation with them about that. And then, they find out you're, you're, you know, you're a Latina and then you talk about that and you talk about your experiences versus like a white person's experience. So I think I do, I did feel guilty for a long time this summer, like making my artwork because there were so many people in pain, but I saw that through my artwork, I was having these conversations with people, you know, educating people on what was happening. And that to me helped 
me um, channel this this anger and this grief about being this very privileged artist that that was able to work on this um, that was able to work all summer on her art into like educating people onto what was really going on. So yeah, yeah. I love that you're talking about the power of anger <laughs> and passing that on to our daughters. Yeah, I think they could use it. <laughs>want to take a moment to recognize and thank our supporters on Patreon and PayPal. The work that we do is centered around collaboration and community. So whether it's creating media like this or expanding our online field guide, your support makes that happen. Thanks so much. If you'd like to support us, visit upwithcommunity.org forward slash support.